We've gathered here tonight, around the fire, as people of all lands have gathered for thousands and thousands of years before us. Oh, hello there. So glad you could come along. I am the Dreamfinder. Hey, it looks like the storm is finally letting up. Well, maybe the Sunday drivers will come out a hunting for gas. Come on, baby! Let's exercise! Wayne, thank goodness you're all right. Is everything okay? Honey, I shrunk the audience. W. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 582, and I'm here once again not only to help you have the best possible vacation experience when you go to the parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with the podcast, live video broadcast on Facebook every Wednesday night, blog, books, special events, audio tours, and our incredibly friendly, family-friendly, and very welcoming community at www.radio.com community. Whether it's your first time visiting, or you've been hundreds of times, if you're planning a vacation, or love the history, details, secrets, and stories, there is something in the show for you, because each week, I'm going to take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between. And if you're a new listener, thank you, welcome. Please go back and check out some or all the past episodes for interviews, top tens, live reviews, and more. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and find everything else at www.radio.com. In honor of Women's History Month, and just because they're awesome, this week we're going to look at some of the many important women in Disney history who aren't just groundbreaking female leads, but global cultural icons, inspiring role models, and true heroes. And we'll examine the qualities and characteristics each possesses that make them so important and influential. And while there are many, this week we're going to look at our top 10 Disney heroines from the world of Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show where I'll share information about The Purge, the latest and greatest and biggest purging of my Disney Marvel and Star Wars collection every week on eBay. Some of the different ways that now, more than ever, I can try and be of help to you. Your voicemails and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. has been designated as Women's History Month in the United States, celebrating the contributions women have made to the U.S. 
and recognizing the specific achievements women have made over the course of American history in a variety of fields. And many organizations, including the Library of Congress, the National Archives and Records Administration, National Endowment for the Humanities, National Gallery of Art, National Park Service, the Smithsonian, the Holocaust Memorial Museum, all join in together in commemorating and encouraging the study, observance, and celebration of the vital role of women in American history. And while sometimes I half-jokingly say that I really don't like special days or months or even holidays that call special attention to recognizing feelings and events, it's simply because I think they should be remembered and appreciated and celebrated Always like you shouldn't need a single Thanksgiving day to be thankful or Mother's Day to show our appreciation for our mom. So that's what I mean by that. But in honor of this month and the countless women throughout history who have shaped not just our nation, but our planet, our lives, our youth history, I started to think about some of the many women in Disney history who are heroes and heroines in their own right. Because in its nearly 100 years of storytelling, Disney has featured movies and television shows and even attractions with groundbreaking female leads, which create literal global icons and, more importantly, I think, inspiring role models for children and adults alike, both girls and women, as well as men. And I think Disney helped to shape and redefine the role of women in cinema proving that not only can can they be more than secondary leads or damsel in distress characters that many were portrayed of in, in early fictional tales, Disney hasn't just pushed the envelope, but I think really has paved the way for storytellers that follow. So whether they be princesses or rabbits or lions or galactic heroes or literally the girl next door, they all possess and demonstrate these qualities of, of bravery and charity, selflessness, courage, and so much more. And they make us laugh. They make us cry because, yes, I'm a crier. Um, they make us stand up and fight or just strive to be better. And they aren't just on-screen characters and dolls and costumes or plush toys. I think they really are cultural icons. And while there are many, this week we're going to look at our top 10-ish Disney heroines, because these are the true influencers of our generation and the ones to come. And when you hear top 10, you know that one of my favorite personal characters, in air quotes, is Tim Foster from Celebrations Magazine. Hey, buddy. It's good to see you. It's it's great to see you, too. You look very nice today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm told we have a special surprise in store today. We do, because, look, you can't have a show about influential Disney heroines without a heroine of our own. And I admittedly, I cannot speak to how a strong female character might impact me the same way it might impact another female. And I thought really long and hard about who else to invite to be part of this conversation and there really was only one person at the top of my list. She's not only my personal hero, but she inspires me. She loves Disney. She grew up with Disney and her fair share of princesses and female heroines. But I also think she's also at just the right age, I think, to speak 
to how these characters both impacted her as a child and more importantly, what it means now as she's growing, God help me, into an amazing woman and a personal superhero of mine. She is my daughter, Marion Rose Mongello. Hi. <laughs> I don't know about role model you are you um yeah, yeah. you inspire me and i'm gonna i'm gonna save my mushy gushy tears there will be no mushy there's gonna be so much marion listen if in case you haven't seen i'm a crier so um but i did i really i wanted you to be part of this conversation because i think you are sort of the perfect person to talk about it because you're at this very interesting formative time in your life where you still have these memories and still sometimes cling to, you know, that childlike love of the princesses. And I also think that you probably look at characters in movies and in stories and and even on TV a little bit differently in terms of how they might influence you or how they might be role models. Do you find that when you consume content and you watch even Disney movies, for example, now that the female characters or female heroes, whether it be not to jump on anybody's list, whether it's a a Captain Marvel or it's a Dory, the fact that they're a female character, do you sort of take anything from their portrayal or performance? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So when I would watch Disney movies in theater or even now at home, I definitely identify with some of the characters and the heroines, and I try to live up to even a fraction of what they were in the film. Yeah, and I think, like I said, I think, Tim, the reason why I wanted to bring Marion on is because you and I can't speak to that. We we probably don't look at characters. Not that I sort of identify like or I look at a male versus female character any differently But I think in terms of influence, I think we might probably have a different perspective than she or, you know, another listener might as well. Well, it is interesting because I if you asked me that same question, which you didn't, but I'm going to I was I'm that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I am one of those who I've always been a huge fans not the right word but a a big proponent when there is a a female lead hero character that's not secondary to the hero and doesn't need the you know the prince to save them and all that i've always applauded that for as long as i can remember and um that's just been getting you know more and more prominent in recent years and i i'm just so thrilled to see that going on and continuing in the whole movement and, and people talking about it and not just the characters getting recognition, but uh, the actresses getting recognition, directors, writers, whatever their roles are. Um, and I might delve into a little bit of Disney history with that, but um, yeah, I'd obviously I'm coming from, you know, the, uh, the guy perspective of this, but um, I've been a, huge fan of all the recent developments and and so forth so yeah and i think we'll end up touching on it again i don't want to sort of mention anybody specifically but even yeah you took three of mine already (laughs) well but look even because when i say disney heroines i i mean you know characters in the disney universe which means disney and star wars and marvel and and pixar so look even you know that iconic scene at the end of Avengers Endgame, when when there's that 
group shot of these incredibly strong, powerful women coming together, like everybody was moved. Men, women, boys, girls, cats, dogs, everybody sort of loved that, you know, snapshot scene. But so I, I want to ask the two of you again, I believe in ladies first. When I say heroin, what does that mean to you, Marion? Like when you hear heroin, what does that mean? How do you sort of define that? Not the, you know, the, the Miriam Webster definition, but the Marion Mangello definition. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> like that's good. <laughs> to me, I feel like it can mean a bunch of things. It could mean, um, you know, obviously standing up for you believe in, hard, being hardworking, sacrificing something that you love. Um, yeah, but I think just down to it, it's whatever it needs to be for you. So whatever, you know, you yourself need to see in someone to identify with them and look up to them to get to your dreams or passions or whatever. Um, I think it's definitely a self-defined, if that's the right word, sort of thing. Right. It's it's a very subjective definition. You know, each person is going to define heroin a little bit differently. So, Tim, for you, I, I want to ask you the same question. When I say heroin, what sort of what what appears in your mind's eye? Well, actually, I the word heroin is actually I prefer to think of it as as you see women in prominent roles in films and stories now that it's about it's not how do I say this? It's not about that this is a woman in a prominent role. Wow. Look at that. How the, the idea that I embrace and I think is great is that you are getting to the point where you can have women in these roles, again, whether they're starring roles or part of the creative process or whatever, to the point where the, the fact that they are women, in this case, since we're talking about um, Women's Appreciation Month, or whether it's um, race or s- sexual orientation or whatever it is that that's not even a part of the equation anymore. It's it's yes the the character this lead character is a female, and in years past we might have gone, woo how and you might have been on either side like oh that can't be you know or, or yes yay or you know, but the fact that today you can more and more watch a movie and they're just who they are this isn't man woman child black whatever it is that we can erase that so to speak but then but at the same time still honor and respect it <laughs> right right i, I think you know, i know what you to, mean not right. to diminish not to ignore it but to not look at it as an unusual oh wow this is a pretty cool who thought of that like this is this is absolutely perfectly acceptable normal whatever word you want to use like um that that's what i like now that there's so much that you see and it doesn't strike you as or it shouldn't strike you as you know wow that's a daring leap you know or anything like that right it's not oh i like it because it's a strong female character it's 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 a strong character who's a female and not sort of thinking it and sort of making a, a division in terms terms of who they are. I, I, I mean, I think it's sort of, I'm trying to interpret what you're saying. I, I think I understand yeah. and appreciate it's that. tough though. Cause then again, I, I do, st- I do appreciate that the leads are female. Like, you know, that, that there's a captain Marvel and well, we'll right. I won't steal anybody's, <laughs> right. but um, you know, I, I guess 
you know, society-wise, we're still working towards that. I think we're a long way there and doing a great job, everybody. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's still it's still a thing to be dealt with. And actually, with some of the characters I'm going to talk to, I'm going to I'm going to get up on my soapbox and address some issues people have with them and question them. But, um, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think this is going to make for a very interesting discussion too about. Who is on your list, you, our friend, the listener who's at this table with us? Because, again, I think how and I think this is going to be a very interesting discussion of our list. You know, for me, there is nobody on my list who was searching through the entire plot for the one right for that one man to rescue her. Right. Like, I still believe in chivalry like in holding the door for a woman, like ladies first, pulling out a chair, bringing flowers. And if I had a cape, I would take off my cape and put it over a puddle so you could walk through. Like none of those things diminish my respect for a woman a woman or what she can do. But in fact, it's just the opposite. It demonstrates my respect and my admiration and appreciation for her. So when I say like that you treat someone like a lady, like that simply means being respectful and a gentleman and complimentary and helpful and caring and listening. And yes, even bringing flowers or candy or just a little gift, you know, just because. Um, so I want to know who was on your list and why. Timmy Foster, I would normally let you go first. No, no. But, but I, I still believe, look, my dad raised me right. Chivalry is not dead. And I still believe in ladies first. So, Marion Mangello, we have not talked about this at all. Oh I said gosh. to come up with a list of your top Disney heroines and why. So, in whatever order you feel compelled to share, please. Oh and gosh, by the way, Lou and I have too? meticulously worked out our list to the end. <laughs> no. uh, I've been thinking about this so much. I was kind of nervous. Um, yeah, so they're my... You know, whys are very brief because I want to get into it a little bit later. But and I think we're going to share a lot of these, um, you know, in common because these are just staple female roles that I feel like were so important. Um, these are in no particular order. Um, I have Tiana because she was definitely the first. She was uh, Princess and the Frog was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. So it was very easy for me to sort of identify with her and her hardworking tendencies and her wanting to, you know, always push boundaries and, you know, never stop working. Cause I'm definitely like that. Sometimes I'm very, my dad would say stubborn, but I am determined. <laughs> oh yeah. You are very <laughs> determined. Yes. <laughs> we'll say determined. I think of it as, you know, perseverance and determination and I think it's so important for, you know, a female figure. Um, I have so, her. No, wait, 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 we're going to talk wait, about. Wait, there's a top 10 etiquette here. Yeah, so wait, we're going to talk so about confused. them collectively. So you're going to go first and talk about yours, and then we'll we'll have a discussion about it, because I will tell you, Tiana was number one on my list. It was the very first name that I wrote down. But Tim, go ahead. Uh, I'm sure Tiana, was she or was she not on your list? Was not on my list. <gasps> Who <Wow>. are you? <laughs> Remember when we used to have Tim Foster and, come on? <laughs> and now, and now I'm, I'm I'm embarrassed. But um, look, look I, I she was the first but one. But only because I'm only allowed to have five, well three and a half now, or three and a third, or whatever it is. So. Well, but, but you know, we always have overlap and and honorable mentions. But 
when I thought of female heroine, without even hesitation, Tiana was the first one that came to mind because I think she demonstrates all the requisite qualities. Like for me as an entrepreneur, Tiana is the poster child for entrepreneurship, right? She knows the value of hard work and she's willing to work hard because that's the only way you should work to fight for and get what she wants, right? Even despite all of the naysayers and the obstacles. Look, entrepreneurs, you think you have it hard? She was turned into a frog and she's Mm -hmm. still, right? But she never lost that drive, that willingness, that determination, that dream of not just working at a restaurant, but owning her own restaurant, right? And the falling in love with the prince was not the primary or secondary. It was like the tertiary part of the story. Like it just happened to happen in the movie as well. So I love her determination. Look, and I have a feeling that she may be the, I'm thinking about this out loud. She may be one of the only like heroines that like, She's got a real job. And she like, has a j- right. many jobs. Right. She's a real person that has real problems and a real job, like which I think makes her incredibly relatable. Um, you know, and she's not the one that needs saving. She's the one that saves others, right? She saves the prince and herself from facilier like she saves the other people and her friend it's a big friendship thing like that i feel like people ignore in the movie her best friend you know they ultimately saved each other i love i'm choked up already oh my god (laughs) i do and i love we watched princess and the frog like over and over and over again like i literally remember picking you and nicholas up from school when we lived in south florida and we listened to that soundtrack Every oh single day on the way to 7-Eleven yeah, to get Slurpees. <laughs> so, you know, it was a difficult time in our life. Like, you know, my dad, your grandfather was sick and it all. So it, it hits me on a very personal, emotional level because of you, because of my dad, because of her as a real person, hardworking entrepreneur, Um I don't even think of her as a princess first. I think of her as this determined, you know, hardworking character um, that you're right. You know, she's the one that saves everybody. Correct. How that, Marion, I am aghast that we'll talk about this offline, how she was not on Timmy Foster's list. Wait a minute. All right. But let's see who was. Marion, welcome to my world. Let's see who Tim has on his list first. Because chances are it's going to be, go with me here into Obscura. So, Tim, please, have at it. All right. Remember the Black Cauldron? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Not a lot of people do. See, that's not. See, this this is a gang up one. It's it's bad enough when it's just you. So bear with me. (laughs) Now, see, I have another princess. And I, I did go into this since this was a broad, there was so many people to choose from. I was going to kind of narrow it down to one princess, but I, I, I'm going to save my princess for later because I was going to get yelled at. So I'm switching gears totally on you. <laughs> Marion, he's switching gears on the very first one, oh just so God. you know. And I'm cheating on the first one because I'm going to do two. Ha ha ha. 
And I think the uh, de facto leader of a rebellion against an evil empire does count as a job. So I think this person did also <laughs> have a job. So I'm going into the Star Wars universe. I'm, I'm going to pick on two. Um, Princess Leia is the obvious one to start with. And I think the um, – to me what she embodied was – and this was so great because this – this was 1977. Let's not forget. See, uh, we've talked about there's uh, so many movies now that are, that have come out that are coming out where um, the women have lead roles in their heroines, and that's becoming commonplace and the norm, which is what it should be. But back in 1977, remember, this, this was still way out there. And the traditional princess role at that time you know, being more Disney was the damsel in distress and I need a strong prince to save me and, and all of that stuff. And here comes princess Leia. And right away she was, you know, no nonsense. I know you two guys are here. You don't, you, you guys clearly have no idea what you're doing from now on. You listen to me, you know, and she, she was a character that was not just that placeholder damsel in distress, character she was her she had personality she had um guts bravery um everything you would want in a hero type of character and she very much was that and she carried that on through all the subsequent movies of course so um so to me she will always be well what what's the line she'll always be royalty to me but um she very much embodied the hero. And again, I think because this, her role was so long ago that at that time it really was groundbreaking and, and opened up the doors for a lot of uh, heroines to come in the future in the Star Wars universe and others. And because I'm talking about Princess Leia, I do want to talk about Rey. <laughs> See, Tim does this too. See? He does one and he lumps in no. like three no. other ones as well. But let, all right, let's remember your father knocked out five in his opening before we even got to it. So <laughs> this, is what, this is what I have to do. This is why I have to come out with 27, even though I only need three. <laughs> I wanted to, but I want to talk about Ray because I am going to get up a little bit of my soapbox. And I'm curious what you guys think about this. Because, again, I love Ray as a character for a lot of, a lot of the same reasons you love Princess Leia, that she's strong and brave and um uh, has a has a history of uh longing and needing like she has a tragic backstory of not knowing where parents are she she needs to find them uh she's thrust into this world that she knows nothing about um despite all that she's she's out of everybody she exhibits the most bravery the most fearlessness the most conviction to what she needs and but I know at the time, and I don't know if this was uh, – It's I'm kind of getting your opinion whether you think this is for real or this is for today. There still is a backlash to a female lead character at times. And there was a lot of um, uh, talk at the time, and even still today, of Ray being what they called – and I'd never heard this term before then, but a Mary Sue character, which um, – for those who don't know what that means, it means a character who comes out of nowhere with these insane abilities that they should, 
by no rights have, and they're already possessed of all the skills and everything necessary, which, and it, it makes no sense. And I think that the original term came from the Star Trek episode of all things um, to be related. And a lot of people labeled her as such because at least in the first film, she had all these force powers and, and everything that she should by no rights have. She wasn't trained. She wasn't, she had no knowledge of it. Like, how could she be so powerful? Because she, she had a flawed. really high midichlorian count. That's what. There you go. <laughs> um, and I bristled at that when I heard it, because I, to me, it was like, well, nobody was complaining about Luke and Star Wars. Same thing. I mean, he had a little bit of training, but the guy shoots the Death Star in one shot with he'd never flown an X-Wing fighter before. But it, it, you know, it, gets, it was kind of the stereotypical. It was fine if it was a guy, but if it was a woman who exhibited these powers and abilities and bravery and um, independence and everything else, that a lot of people didn't look at that as a good thing. They looked at it as a somehow a bad thing. I don't know. And, and called it, you know, tagged it with this Mary Sue character. Captain Marvel got a lot of that same backlash, which, again, I didn't agree with and I still don't agree with. Um, so to me, Ray is just a very uh, strong, well thought out, great character in the Star Wars universe. I admire her and everything else. But I'm curious what you guys think about that whole concept of that heroine character kind of working backwards to, to people who I think are maybe kind of ignorant in that respect and don't don't can't see it for this is just the way it is now. This isn't, you know. The people who think women have their place or whatever, whatever it is. So, Marion, I'm curious as to your thoughts, because you sort of are a relative. I I don't think I saw such a reaction to a film, a Star Wars film, as I did the recent Rise of Skywalker. Like you came out, you loved it. You asked to see it again, which you hadn't necessarily done on earlier films. Tell us your thoughts on both Leia as well as Rey. So I am not the, I'm not saying I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm just not very invested in the Star Wars universe, I guess. Um, so originally, you know, I hadn't watched the films really a lot. I mean, Wait, what's going on in that household, Lou? <laughs> yeah, Remember, when she was, we're, we're talking about episode one, two, and three. So it's understandable. All right. Yeah. Okay. I forget. That's right. Yeah, no, I I haven't watched the original. I don't know how many are a few, um, but the more recent ones, um, I have watched, and I really, 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 really enjoyed the most recent one. Um, and I actually really liked Ray in that movie, and I thought that you know that ending moment was so special and spectacular, and I definitely looked up to her, and I think it all the girls at least my age or even younger or older could definitely relate because I mean, that was a huge, I'm not going to spoil it because you know, um, that was a huge, a huge thing that, that happened. And I'm, I was so excited and I really, really liked it a lot. But with Leia, I never, I guess, got into that time era of movies. Um, so yeah, from a not super invested fan, I'm definitely more of a Ray than a Leia, I guess you could say. So I struggled with this, um, with both <laughs> characters. No, not oh, it, oh only dear. because I struggle with both because my first 
inclination was to put both of them on my list. And then as they started to add to my list and sort of brain dump, they were getting pushed farther and farther down. Look, I grew up with the original trilogy. I loved the characters and I loved Leia's arc, even from the first three movies. And then obviously, you know, bringing her back and her position later on. Ray was interesting to me. And it's 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 interesting sort of that how you put that perception of her, you know, sort of coming from nothing, having these, these uh, powers, but that's sort of what Jedis do, right? You're not sort of chosen to be a Jedi. You you have those powers and, and need to be sort of worthy to be trained, which obviously she was. Uh, I think they both are deserving to be on the list for different reasons. I don't diminish what either of them have done um, as as characters or as heroines um, in in any way, shape, or form. And I have a feeling that there's a lot of younger girls who are Star Wars fans who probably put Rey very, very high on their list. Yeah, Rey was on my list. She was one of the first that I had on there. I didn't have Leia, again, because I'm not very invested, and she wasn't a big part of the movies that I've seen. But Rey definitely, you know, resonated with me, and I feel like I'm not saying I'm a half fan, or I'm, you know, I'm just not as invested, and I feel like... A lot of the girls my age could definitely agree saying that Ray is more relatable maybe to me. I don't know. And I think they're both iconic. Like, I think they are absolutely iconic. You know, if you think about strong female characters from cinematic history, I I think they're both in the conversation. Um, You know, and again, it might be a generational type of thing as well. So don't let the fact that they were not on my list or sort of mental honorable mentions, but don't let the fact that they did not make my top 10 ish list take anything away from who they are as characters. I really tried to think long and hard and deep and even a little bit out of the box in terms of my definition of heroin. And I will tell you that the next one on my list um, might be a, a I don't want to say it's a go with me here, Tim, but it might be a shock because I feel like you're going to steal one of mine because I had a few. Well, I hope so. Right. Because look, you hope so. That's because I think sometimes like let's sort of let's sort of backpedal for a second. You start thinking Disney heroines. You think Disney princess. You start to think of the classics. And I'm not saying whether they are or not on the list is not. But I also wanted to think in terms of more modern storytelling and more modern and new characters that have been introduced. And the one that's next on my list was arguably not necessarily, she was not the titular character of the the movie, um, but at one point she was a princess, um, although that's probably not how you perceive her, right? Because her role her attitude, her character changes and develops from when we see her as she's introduced to when we see her at the conclusion of the film and in the sequel to follow. So I present to you, my friends, one Vanellope Von Schweetz. Ah, come on. Mm, (laughs) Really? Do you have a camera in my room? Dude, thankfully, I do not have a camera in your room. (laughs) Wow. That, yeah. So, but Tim, this is the beauty, right? So I'm happy that we're in alignment in this because I was waiting for you guys to be like, (laughs) what? 
what the vanilla I, and I almost went with her first, but <laughs> I wanted to before anyone stole my Star Wars, I wanted to get that. Out. Right. So we know we know her story, right? She was the in-game princess of the Sugar Rush world, and then you know, Turbo hijacks the game and he turns himself into King Candy because I just oh want to do God, the King. Do the voice, <laughs> wow, please. that was great. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's gets worse but, the more he does it. But I'm, now I'm going to just keep doing it because I love don't. I love please him so very much. Don't. But wait, I got to give you some lines. I want to hear you say them. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. No. Please. No. But you know, think about <laughs> yeah, her journey, right? She was. Um, because uh, through no fault of her own, she was tormented. She was ostracized by the other characters and the other racers and 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 taffeta mutton fudge, right? So <laughs> she had to sort of you know escape you know this by because she was like this glitch. She had to sort of escape on her own and sort of leave the game and sort of leave the people who were. Uh, tormenting her but by the same token also finds within her this unique ability to not just glitch but to teleport right she sort of gets this superpower that she eventually gains control over but i love the fact that she is so energetic and there's such a a a childlike innocence to her and she savor i love the way she just sort of savors life and just makes you know, sweet lemonade out of all the 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 lemons that she was given as a result of the bullying. And look, I think little girls, little boys, look, I was bullied as a kid. So, like, I get it. Like, I don't care if she's a female male character. Like, that resonated with me. But through all that, like, she's still able to see the goodness in people because of the relationship and the friendship that she has with you know, with Ralph, um, I, like, again, she's demonstrating qualities of, you know, forgiveness, right? She gives, she forgives Ralph, you know, th- throughout the movie. She ends up forgiving all the people who were being so mean to her. But the entire time, again, she's demonstrating these characteristics of determination and strong will. And through all the bad stuff is, she's such a loving character right she was told all these things that she could not do you can't be a racer don't tell me what i can't do she was told she couldn't race but she took a chance and she followed her dream and you know when the opportunity came her way she was able to make the most out of it um and i and i just love that combination of the the sense of humor and the attitude and the determination and look she didn't want to be known as a princess like that's not and i and i sort of and i love that about her because little girls throughout history like right you were not that you were taught but you always wanted to be a princess you dressed like a princess vanellope sort of broke the mold and said you don't need to be a princess to be a hero to have success and no matter what situation you start out from or the hand you are dealt you are able through, you know, hard work and friendship and all those other qualities to, you know, be she became the thing that she always dreamed she could do. And and I and, and that's why she was a very, very close number two on my list. Tim, 
Well, t- <laughs> clearly, I, I waved like, the Vanellope yeah, von Schweetz for... flag very, very hard. What? I waved the what? Vanellope von Schweetz flag you did. very, very There's hard. There's not much to say. Um, no, I had I, I, you know, I love Vanellope to death. She was definitely on my list. I will add you, you, you said it all. You said it all greatly. I, I think one thing you can add to her, which I think is a great, a great testament to any character or person in real life um so you mentioned all the the um powers she had and the self-realization she had and her fortitude and strength to to go through all that the the other thing that she did which was very remarkable and admirable and great for any character to do is she not only uh kept to her own values and determination to get to where she wanted she had the ability to change another character's point of view totally around, which I think is a great, a great mark for anybody. If you can, in a positive way and meaning what, how she made Ralph realize like as when, first of all, his initial quest to get that medal is pure selfishness. So like, I need to get this to make myself be, you know, part of the gang and in here and all that by the end of the movie, he realized that's not what the true, meaning of of everything was about it wasn't about him getting that medal it was about the friendship and it was about the his relationships with people and how he was as a person on the inside and how he related with people directly in this case Vanellope and she made him see that and realize that it wasn't all about that and he can be I can be bad and that's good or whatever the quote is (laughs) and I think um that that she did that um, among the other things she did too, that that also makes her a great, great character and a great heroine because she had that ability to make other people around here change too for the better. And I think that's one of her one of the great things about it. Marion, thoughts she, on uh, feel better about thoughts on Miss Schweetz von Schweetz? Oh my God, Miss King Pandy, stop, please, King, don't please do more, do more. No, more. no, no more. you don't understand. What if I it's did the so entire much. rest of the show? How about you? Should not. King okay, Candy. I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. Um, <laughs> Alan Tudyk, I love you so much. <laughs> I used to. I remember when the movie came out. We went to the Disney store, and they came out with these little scented, like plushy versions mm-hmm. of the racers. And I m- had to have all of them. I had all of them. There were like You're thirteen. Welcome. Thank you. You're Do I know where they are You're now? Welcome. Probably in somebody else's house who's enjoying them much more. Wait, they're up on the shelf. I can see them behind you. It's up. <laughs> all thirteen. No, yeah, there were a lot. And I also had the little talking Vanellope and whatever. So I definitely looked up to Vanellope and I definitely um I I saw myself in her because she was very, you know, spunky and she, you know, made jokes about people which I um get reprimanded on a lot. Um <laughs> but no, she definitely I mean, I feel like you said it very well. Good job. You get complimented once. And um Wait, yeah, him no. or me? <laughs> my my father no you did great ah great Thanks, um <laughs> but yeah i definitely see her you know being a super big role model to girls um you know young and old because again she did really break the mold which i find is super important i mean disney's doing that more and more but um it's definitely important to have you know those non-princess figures um for girls to look up to excellent can, can you can tell me? Can you, you get away with calling your dad major body odor? Are you allowed to do that? 
you know? Because you should. I mean, for the king, for the king, candy. I can't even do it. That's payback. You should. He does it. Au so revoir, much. Admiral Underpants. You should. Oh my god. Okay. You've done turbo. Stop. Sorry. No, we're done. Sorry. Okay. Um, okay. Can I go to my next one? Please. Wait, your turn. Please stop. Okay. Stop the yes. insanity. Thank you. Okay, so my next one is Marvel. Um, and she's probably one of my favorites um, out of Don't take you know, her, don't take her, don't take her. Oh, no, there are, there are two. I'm going with my, <laughs> my personal favorite. Um, but I put Gamora. Yes. Um, yes. Because Guardians is one of my favorite movie, Marvel movies, you know, ever. Hysterical, amazing, perfect, whatever. Um, but she definitely started out as a villain and then she redeemed herself, and then it was all spectacular and amazing. Um, but I just think she's super cool and edgy and spunky, and yeah, she definitely. I, I'm gonna let you say all the fancy words, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tim, was she the one that was on your list? No, that's Ooh. why I went woohoo because it wasn't one of the it wasn't one that I, of my Marvel. Oh, she almost was though, and it's so. We'll get to this later. Why it was so hard to pick, but. Yeah, she was one. I had her on. I had her off. I put her in, in honorable mentions. She was one of the ones that came to mind first because, again, it's not where you start out from. It's how you end up. You want to talk about somebody that's got daddy issues? Whew, all of a sudden, oh my, God. All of a sudden my King Candy uh, impression is not the worst thing ever because I'm not trying to snap out half of all life. It's still the worst thing ever. I'm not so sure. But I've heard worse, believe me. Yeah, wait till Tim starts doing his impressions. Um, but wow, she her love of her sister is unwavering, right? They they fight literally and figuratively, they they battle on, on many different levels. Um, and she never gives up on trying to make her understand that. Not even related by by blood, she loves her as sisters should, right? To fight not just a common enemy, but for the the benefit, literally, of the entire universe. Her story arc in terms of, again, going from that villain to a good person, right? It's sort of that make, and you can sort of watch it happen. There's these seminal moments in some of the films as it happens. Uh, again, I think... We can eliminate the spoiler alert in terms of what happens to her, um, you know, at the end of the film and in terms of making the ultimate sacrifices, um, you know, when needed, um, whether they were voluntary or not. So, yeah, uh, Gamora almost was on the list. And, and I have a feeling, guys, that she is very high on the lists of some of the people who are listening. Um, but Tim, who is next on yours? Wait, but I, I thought Marion had another Marvel character. Yes. And but she can throw in right hand now. Because it's... Well, wait, now, see, I'm afraid because I'm going Marvel and now I'm afraid you are going to take one of mine. It is so, much... so wait, so Tim, you go. And if it happens to be Marion's... Wait, well, because I have two. I have two, two. Three. Well, this is where you have to roll no, the right, dice. Well, no, she Take one, because I got like three of them, four of them on my, on my list. So, so I mean, I had two. Wait, more. we're going out of order. How are you doing two? It's, it's not your show anymore. This, you, yeah, you, lost, you know, I'm you taking over now. This is my episode. Yeah. Thank you. Remember yeah. when Marion yes. wasn't sixteen? Wait, could we? Could, so, but Tim, you can't just do the one and not the one that goes with her. Thank you. Oh. Period. 
The one Nebula. that goes with her? Nebula. You can't have Gamora. They're a they're a bond that cannot be broken. Wow. They sacrifice, you know, each other's they tried to sacrifice each other's lives for each other and whatever. But yeah, Nebula is definitely on my list. And she goes, I think, hand in hand with Gamora. They are sisters. Um, and I think, Gamora, I mean, I think Nebula also had that redeeming moment. She started out real evil, like really bad. And then she had her redeeming moment too. So I think she is just as much on my list as Gamora is. Wow. She she shot herself <laughs> for the better. I mean, really, you know? <laughs> But she tried. She tried. She was very. No, I, I mean, Dude, she a was a very thing. conflicted. You know, there was a lot of conflict going on internally in, in Nebula. There was. But don't we all have some internal conflicts? Without a doubt. Um, so, so Tim, tell me. So she was on your list? <laughs> no, no. Oh, I, that was another. Woohoo! I still got all four of mine left on my list to go. Don't worry. I still have but I won't more. Be. But it's fine. Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think. You know, I, I think she certainly um, she qualifies again because her role and character in the MCU may have not may have had one of the wildest story arcs. Um, and while it she might not have the same emotional gravitas as as Tony or or Cap or some of the others. Um, she goes through this transformation from villain to a very sort of complicated. She's not even a hero. She's sort of like, she's like an anti-hero almost, but it's it's in a satisfying type of way. Um, Out of love for her sister, sisterly bonds, like Anna and Elsa. Right, but but, <laughs> but there was not the in, inherent conflict between Anna and Elsa, you know. Anna was never sort of um, trying to supplant Elsa's role as the would-be, you know, queen. Um, she was instead incredibly sort I don't remember the scene in Frozen where they tried killing each other. It's dark it's- and twisty, Anna and Elsa. <laughs> It was the final scene of the first movie. I must have slept. I must. <laughs> Wasn't it? Yeah, I must have slept through that. But she, I, you know, I think she's like a Bucky Barnes, right? In terms of their characters' transformation from you know one side of the coin to the other, and, and how they um, they get there. It's it's again, it, it's a satisfying, albeit bizarre, um, ending to Nebula, which is. I think the the end of Nebula also signifies the rebirth of Nebula as as a very different character. So, um, and to to Karen Gillan's um, credit, playing a singular character um, two very different ways, uh, I, I really applaud the performance with it, which I think comes through and past the makeup very very well. Yeah, twenty hours of makeup, probably. Which probably. yeah, I've seen the timeline. What about Mantis? No. <laughs> I love Mantis. She's she's good too. Not on my list. I love that she had I think she I swear she had one line in Endgame. Probably yeah. Well, a, like lot yes. a lot of them did. A lot of them did. Yes. 
fight with knives. Like that was her only line. Well, so did so did Wong. You wanted more? Like oh you my know? god, stop with the impressions. Yeah. Oh, just wait. Wait. Oh, I just, can hear the people whew, clicking off. Just wait. Oh, I've got. Okay, we'll move on now. Looking at my list, I got a couple of good ones in the hopper. Okay, don't go. Don't try and cheat and look at my list. Go ahead, Tim. So who's Where would you list? so who is next on your list? Well, why do we why do we make this the Marvel round? Okay. Um. Because I had a few, and I, I kind of wanted to speak to the moment you referred to in your opening, uh, but we'll get that in a little bit. So I actually had on my list, I was torn, um, skipping over, this is where I fought, I squeeze four into one, was definitely, watch how I do this, this is great. So I skipped over Captain Marvel, I skipped over Valkyrie, um, and I was torn. Now, I, I was going to say Scarlet Witch and... And I'm going to stick with her and, and another one. She's just one of my favorite characters anyway from the whole MCU um, for a lot of reasons. But um, but I think in her case, I mean, talk about a character arc. She clearly went from not, not a bad guy, but um, born from tragedy at the hands of Tony Stark. And um, basically being tasked with in Infinity War, like – you have to destroy you're the only one capable of destroying the infinity stone translation that means you have to kill the person quote unquote that you are falling in love with so you have to make that ultimate well not the ultimate sacrifice that's coming Mm -hmm. but make an alt you know a pretty big sacrifice for the greater good which you could see you know tore her apart emotionally and and even going back to um Ultron, when she, which to me is one of the most emotional moments in all of the Marvel cinematic universe, maybe with the exception of the end of Endgame, but when she senses that her brother dies and that anguish on her face, uh, that anguish in her that unleashes is, I I know it's it's one of those moments where I know it's coming, I know it's going to happen, and I still have to look away because the the pain and the uh, the the anguish and the hurt and and everything that just pours out of her at that time, and it's also she trans. This is when you can see her transformed from this child born of tragedy and just wanting nothing more than to get revenge and filled with hatred. S- seeing what the bigger picture and and becoming what she was in the in the end by the end of the film, and she became. Uh, the character that we saw in Endgame, and let, let's not forget her character arc isn't finished yet because we've got more coming uh, at some time with WandaVision, whatever that's going to be, which looks really bizarre. But I'm in for the long haul. So, but um, again, so I, I think again, I think her character arc was very powerful. She's obviously very one of the few characters that could go toe to toe with Thanos, and. Um, and again, I like within that movie that there's plenty of heroines in that film and they're to the point where there was, you know, it didn't matter but whether, you know, man, woman, 16-year-old kid, whatever it was, you know, these were just heroes in their own right. And Black Widow was my other one that yes, I was going to try. Yes, I had Black Widow too. Yeah, and, uh, and and for obvious reasons, she. Uh, but this was hard, and I did think about this one was a hard one to think about because she, um, 
you talk about a character arc of going from <laughs> really, really bad, you know, and this is when I want to pull out my Loki impression, but I won't. Oh, please. Thank uh, you. Please. No, it's please. okay. It's okay. Because oh, I please? just want to know how he hears Loki in his head. Marion, it's fascinating. Oh, please. You want to hear it? It's great. Yeah. Can you? Can you wipe out that much red? The hospital fire. Dragoff's daughter. Barton told me everything. You think saving a man no more virtuous than yourself will change all of this? This is sentiment. This is a child. This is not, I say that's enough. Wow, that's, so um, that's just that was fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. That was great. But um, no, but obviously in that monologue, you you know how horrific her past was, and you see more of it in in flashbacks in in uh, Ultron and so forth, and to where she became a a heroine, but even. Even then, she questioned. She always questioned whether she deserved to be in that role, or she was worthy of being in that role. She knew her past. I remember the scene in Ultron when she um, told Banner, "Like you think you're the only monster on the team." Like she still saw, you know, if she had such a horrible past, could she ever shed it? Could she ever get rid of it? And um, of course, by the time we get to Endgame. This would be the ultimate sacrifice I was referring to earlier, where she deliberately made the choice between her and Hawkeye. She would be the one to sacrifice herself to get the soul stone. And I guess unlike other characters who had, who, um, well, you talked about Nebula, you know, whether by choice or not, or Gamora, I mean, uh, you know, Gamora had the same thing happen to her, but not by choice, you know, it's, it's, you know, Thanos throwing her off, but this was Black Widow sacrificing herself, her life, everything she had, knowing that this was for the greater good. And whether in her mind this was to, um, well, it was for the greater good, but there was, it, I'm sure, a lot of redemption in her mind too. And keep in mind, she's she's choosing between herself and Hawkeye, who had his own reasons for being the one to sacrifice himself the way his character art went. But he he has, you know, he had a family and everything else that uh, she thought was more important. But, you know, again, whatever her reasons were coming from that past to making that ultimate sacrifice, um, I think she goes down as a, how do you say this? A heroine, but she's got a past. So you take that along with it. Um, And that's a lot of, which as long as it doesn't define your future is okay. Right. Right. Um, And it's, uh, but it's, it's, it's clear, I guess it's hard. Like some of the characters talk about had a rough past. This was a rough past and, you know, we're going to find out more about it probably. You and uh, I remember Budapest very differently. Um. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, and it's, uh, you know, her watching her character arc through the movie is one of the best. Well, that's uh, hard to say because so many characters have great character arcs throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But hers, hers was one of the most tragic, I guess, you know, um, but also um, put her sacrifice up to a level that you just, you know, respect no matter who it is. And the fact that it, it was Black Widow and I'm very sad right now. Yeah. <laughs> So did either or both of those make your list, Marion? 
yeah, Black Widow was on my list. Um, again, you know, for that, you know, giant sacrifice, whatever. But I mean, even in the earlier movies, you definitely saw how she could be a role model. Again, I'm I'm really honing in on the role model thing because yeah. you know I and so many girls my age, younger, older, definitely look up to characters, you know, like Black Widow, who show people that you don't have to be a big strong man to get things done. Big strong men can th- can do things too, but you know, you know what I'm saying. They they definitely show you know female power, and yeah, I think that's very important. So, Scarlet Witch was not on my list. She did not make my list. She like I instinctively put her on and I took her off. Not I'm not saying she's not deserving. Look, she probably more than anybody for her entire journey has been the most conflicted character of all. And she went on my list initially simply because of self-sacrifice, right? So she sacrificed her childhood, whether it was, you know, and we'll, we'll see when Black Widow comes out that, that story, not to spoil it for anybody who hasn't read the comics and, and how it may differ from that, but she sacrificed her childhood and growing up, um, which was not sort of the, you know, the, 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 the typical um, life of a child. And she sacrificed her relationships, right? I, like clearly her relationship with Bruce Banner um, by choice and not by choice had to dramatically change. There may or may not have been some sort of love interest with Captain America, which she may have had to push those feelings aside. And obviously she, again, the ultimate sacrifice was made, um, but she didn't make my list. Now, Scarlet Witch did. Um, and for some reason, Wanda Maximoff was the first one that I put on. Um, she's a character that goes back to 1964. She was a Stanley and Jack Kirby original um, way back when. And, and I don't want to go too far into it, um, but she too had that, you know, villain to one of if not arguably the strongest i'd like to see her and captain marvel sort of go at it but one of the strongest of the heroes not female heroes just one of the strongest hero heroes period um you saw that in infinity war and in endgame right with being able to destroy the infinity stone literally single literally and figuratively single-handedly and then what she did with thanos in Endgame, and I think that she's still just on the cusp of discovering her powers. And I think what makes her strong is not just her physical strength, but her mental fortitude as well. Um, although her accent changed wildly from movie to movie. However, that's because uh- she was <laughs> undercover. <laughs> the one that didn't make my list, um, I'm not saying like it was number one or number two, was I put Shuri on my list. I almost put Shuri on my list. So. Yeah. Right. Look, geek nerd is the new black. Right. It's cool all of a sudden to be nerd. So if you are a young or old, like nerdy person, nerdy girl, like Shuri is your your cover girl. Right. Because in the chair she is. But she's arguably, if not without question, potentially the smartest of all of the characters. Right. She's responsible for so much of the advanced technology, not just for. T'Challa and Black Panther, but all of Wakanda. 
She's a fantastic fighter. She's skilled. She's funny. She's edgy. Um, she's smart, right? Look, she was the one who was responsible for deprogramming Winter Soldier, right? She got all of the Hydra stuff out of Bucky Barnes, and who knows what she was doing or, or ended up doing um, with Vision. So I like Shuri a lot. Um, there was something about her that I sort of dug. And again, it goes to family, like, you know, her love and, you know, she's a lot like Mary and she could be a little edgy, but when her mom tells her to cool it, she's like, yes, mother, but her love for her brother and that, that emotion that comes out in Black Panther, um, you really saw. Now, that being but, like, said- Hold on. First of all, cheap shot there, Marion. I'm, so, I'm sorry. You- cheap uh, shot to yeah. what? You just told me I'm, I'm like, you're, yes, mother. Right. You're Anything very smart you, like yeah, Shuri. Uh-huh. You're, you're sharp tongue sometimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> She's giving me the look. You did it literally again. Right <laughs> you did it without knowing it. I apologize, Marion. <laughs> I'm, this corset is very, very tight. Can we get to move on and wrap this up? Oh, was oh my. That was, was a that. Shuri impression, Mary. And all of a sudden, King Candy sounds oh wonderful. Oh, my God. I don't like either of them. Oh, <laughs> mm, my God. What? I don't like either right, of them. So sorry. I am going to give you what well, I believe turn, is, for me personally, this is not a go with me here. This, to me, is one of the greatest heroines in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Marvel Universe as as a whole, right? Because it transcends just what you see on film and in the MCU films because she's been in other films. She's been in countless iterations of the comic books, but she is a heroine and she has no superpowers, I'm really stumped who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking Good. about. I'm trying to look around your room at all of your because, toys. Because I think one of the most important, relatable, special characters. Can I guess? No. Come on. Let me can deliver. I guess? Please, please. Give me this moment. Aunt it's Aunt May. I knew it. Oh, because you looked around. Because I looked around and I saw Spider-Man. I'm like, he. Without a I doubt. That's it. not out. You know. Without Spider-Man. a doubt. Um, she right. is. Peter Parker, look, we love Spider-Man because we love Peter Parker, right? The relatable teenager, we all that's why so many of us love Spider-Man and specifically Tom Holland's portrayal is masterful. Don't we don't we this. This is I'm, all about Oh, you kid, I'm bringing you in. But yeah. Aunt May is smart and she's tough and she is grounding and she's both maternal and paternal um all at the same time she her number one priority without question and without compromise is peter she never in any iteration like again i'm not going to go into some of the wacky sort of what if marvel but in any of the spider-man's amazing spider-man's marvel cinematic universe spider-man's she always worries and puts Peter first, never herself. Um, and I think in Spider-Man 2, this is pre-MCU, I think she has a, a great quote. And, and Rosemary Harris um, was sort of the more comic book-like version of Aunt May, although clearly I, I love um, the, the Marissa Tomei version, which, which was very different for a lot of people. Uh, but she has this wonderful 
monologue about how we need a hero and courageous sacrificing people setting examples for all of us. And everybody loves a hero and they line up for him and they cheer for him and they scream their names. And years later, they talk about how they stood in the rain for hours just to get a glimpse of the one who told them to hold on for a second longer. And this is the important part. She says, I believe there's a hero in all of us that keeps us honest, gives us strength and makes us noble. And finally, gets us to die with pride, even though sometimes we have to be steady and give up the thing we want most, even our dreams. Aunt May is a hero. That's Aunt May. She gave up everything and did everything for Peter Parker, right? Who was, you know, she's Aunt May. It's not Peter's, she's not Peter's mother. She the The raising of Peter was sort of thrust upon him when, Peter's parents died Um, and all the films and all the comics give us slightly different versions of Aunt May right there's one where you know Peter doesn't live with Aunt May there's another one in in the MCU where he does live with Marissa Tomei and and she's much more involved in his life and I and one of the reasons why I like that version is that she is an involved parental figure which is I think what May should be. And I love the fact that she is not necessarily the maternal, paternal adult in the house, but Peter can talk to May, right? She can talk with Peter. Like, you know, she says, you know, don't give me any of this nonsense. Like, I know where you are. I know what you did. Like, talk to me. And Peter's honest with her. He's got that trust that he can be honest with her. And she doesn't freak out and yell. Marion, I'm looking at you. If you be honest, I'll never freak out and yell. I've told you that forever, right? You've maybe freaked out but a few times. she's funny. And even when she knows his identity, her singular role is to love and protect Peter. Uh, and just as a very, very nerdy quick aside, she actually was a superhero in her own comic. There was... Uh, so... Disney Plus is coming out with an animated series called What If, which is where they would sort of ask, what if this happened instead of this happened? Well, this was in What If number 23, what if Aunt May actually was the one who got bitten by the spider? And she wasn't Spider-Man, she was Spider-Ma'am. So it was Spider Man, <laughs> Spider Man, right? So um, you know, there's a there's a whole story about how she was the one. Like, I, as she went to like Peter forgot his lunch, right? Again, so May goes out and to bring his lunch, and instead of him being bitten by the spider when she rushes to bring him the bag, um, he is the one. She's the one that gets bitten and has new agility and strength and creates her own costume and things like that. So um, Aunt May for me. You are, are a, a without question a top Disney heroine. I guessed it. I'm just saying. You guessed it because all I have in my room is Spider Man. Spider Man toys. They're toys. They're collectibles. You are a grown man and you have a room They're full of toys. They're action figures. They're collectibles. That action figures doesn't make it anything better. It, they're toys. They're potentially your college tuition. That so is, this is true. I'm not complaining. <laughs> So have we have we hit everyone in the Marvel universe? Then? No, no, because I want to get your opinions on this. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Is that fair? Unless Marion had. No, I don't have any more. Okay, I I, I I I had her on the list and stuff, but it more more just I just wanted to get your thoughts on this, and I know we're uh, I'm kind of I'm gonna throw a little controversy in here a little bit. 
So Captain Marvel, um, who I love Captain Marvel. I love the character and I love, uh, well, let me just go on first about how I do love the character Captain Marvel. I love her backstory. Um, uh, similar to what we talked about, well, with Penelope, like she came from being told you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. You, you're knocked down, you're knocked down, you're knocked down, you're knocked down, but you keep getting up and getting up. And, you know, we saw that with the brilliant flashback at, uh, later in the movie. And then, and then, of course, she became right up there with Scarlet Witch, one of the few characters that could go toe-to-toe with Thanos. And the only thing that stopped that from happening was he had to pull out the, which one was it, the Power Stone, and just whack her in the head straight up with it. That's the only way he could, could stop her. But I do know, and I'm not blind to the fact, that Captain Marvel was one of the most polarizing characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as far as um, <clears throat> on a couple levels. Not One was introducing a character so powerful, more powerful than pretty much any other character universe, so late in the game that we barely even knew who she was before Endgame came, and a lot of people felt like that was kind of dropped in. I, I, I honestly, I've never pronounced this out loud. Is it de machina? I forget. I don't know how you pronounce the term. I don't even know what word you're trying to say. De machina. The the plot device that's introduced. Deus machina? Deus ex machina. Yes, I've never. (laughs) I admittedly. God of the machine. Have never said that out loud. Clearly. uh, Meaning the plot device (laughs) item, object, person that's solely introduced to move the plot along. It doesn't in itself have any character. Um, but then there was a lot of uh, her being a woman, her being in that role, and a lot of backlash, the whole Mary Sue thing. And uh, I know she and Brie Larson personally took a lot of heat from people who, I, to me, in my opinion, is that still aren't ready to have what we talked about at the beginning, a female heroine that was i don't even say right up there with uh, uh a male hero it was just was the hero male female regardless they they were in that role and i think there are a lot of people who couldn't handle that it was a woman aside from the, the the plot issues and stuff which and that part i kind of i can see and understand but I'm totally not on that side of things, but I was curious, and I, this is a deep subject, I know, but I was curious what you guys thought about that. Kind of similar to Ray, same kind of idea. Like, um, I'm very curious because I don't know what Marion's going to say. Well, I really, really like Captain Marvel as a character. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the movie. I mean, it just wasn't my cup of tea, but I think that, you know, she is a huge role model and she definitely, you know, how do I say this? <laughs> I literally like lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, she's definitely, I like her as a character. Um, and I think it was really important to have, you know, a, I don't think Marvel had a, you know, female hero movie, which I think it needed. Um, yeah. Sorry. I lost my train of thought there. So I think there's there's yeah. there's multiple parts, and we can do an analysis of 
of the the film. Yeah. And one I didn't day. mean to make this a real deep no because topic, I, because but, I think it's interesting it's important because I I saw Captain Marvel twice in theaters and both times as the lights came up, I I went with groups of people. There was one side and I and I was specifically looking to females that were like. I love this movie. It's my favorite MCU movie, like hands down, no question. And there was another group that said, I hated this movie in every single yeah. part of it. I feel yeah. like you're definitely like, I love it. or And I think there was I a lot. Don't. And I think because when I say that there's two parts, there's Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, the character. She's brave and she's virtuous and she's incredibly strong and powerful. And she is a force to be reckoned with. What, there's also the other side of that coin is there's not any sense of demonstrative distinctive personality and and and, oh, and I didn't and I don't know if it was the writing or if I don't know if it's Brie Larson because I don't know Brie Larson I've only seen her in, in some secondary roles in other films so like I, I did not get and I've watched that film and I've tried watching it multiple times and while I think the film itself is an, is an absolutely milestone film for a lot of reasons, much the same way as Black Panther was in terms of, of MCU and, and um, uh, how it resonated with different audiences for different ways, the film itself didn't uh, – it's not super high on my list of MCU films. And I think – it's not necessarily because of the character. It's the portrayal of it. I didn't get, even in Endgame, like I wanted more emotion from her. And I just, and maybe it's by design. Maybe there is a longer arc that we are sort of in the first act of. And I hope that's the case because she's a kick-butt character and she's obviously going to be, a force to be reckoned with throughout the MCU as we go into phase four. But I wish I loved Carol Danvers, Brie Larson more than I do. And that's hard for me to say because I want to love, I wanted to love that character and the film and her more than I currently do. That was what I was trying to say. Those were the words. Thank you. That yeah. was it. <laughs> and she's also, you know, the film too, just as a, a quick aside from the actual story, she had a very, confusing like mm -hmm. very labyrinthine backstory which was sort of thrust upon us very quickly mm -hmm. so um there was uh, always something happening it was yeah like, like as much as her powers are really cool and the soundtrack was awesome you're like wait what what like you're trying to piece together things um but we'll see how um how this progresses going forward in, into phase four of the MCU. So no, Tim, I'm happy you brought it up because I did not have Captain Marvel on my list, obviously. And I think if we did not mention her, I think we would have been doing a disservice and there'd be people screaming yeah, at their, not that anybody has an iPod, but they'd be screaming <laughs> at their iPods why she's not on the list. Well, if I could, and this is going to be semi-serious. I hope this is okay. Cause we're all about semi-serious on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Throw candy. a little king candy, oh my God, stop. yeah, to lighten the mood there. But um, now I get I and you know I was reading everything that was going on and why people were thinking this. I I came out of it thinking it was great. I love, I mean, I love the movie. I, I'm kind of with you though. I mean, if I'm going to rank the MCU movies, it might not be up there um, at the tippy top of them all. But um, I certainly didn't hate it by any stretch. Um, I think the plot. 
but to me, there's two parts to this. And one, one is the whole plot movie, all the stuff you talked about. And I think a lot of that suffered from, if you're one that thought it suffered, it suffered from that. It came very quickly. It came out of nowhere. It came between infinity war and Endgame, And it was, and, and I can, I can see, and I, and I kind of agree with the thought that, that it was kind of jammed in there, like out of nowhere, especially if you didn't follow the comic books or anything. Here's this all-powerful superhero that, or where did this come from? And like, we needed an answer between the two movies, how we're going to win. And I think a lot of people felt kind of duped that, you know, we went through 20, what was it, 21, 22 movies. We get to this, and you're going to tell me the answer was this new character we're going to plop in right now. That's what I was referring to with the duex, however you say that. But, um, <laughs> and I think because it was rushed in and, you know, they filmed, I think they filmed Endgame as far as Brie Larson was concerned while they were filming Captain Marvel or even before. So she, she didn't even know her origin story when she was filming Endgame. That's how rushed all of this was. So yeah, some of what she said, the writing, the production, the quickly as they put it together had a lot to do with that. But but there was a lot of backlash to Brie Larson too, and and the female component of it that she was a female like like if it was a if Captain Marvel was a male character, um, you still would have had plot complaints and stuff similar to what we right. Have it has now. nothing to do I, with I think, her being a female character at all. Oh yeah, no. no. But I think there were a lot of people that did have issue with that, and that's and I think what we're talking about is you know the who who our favorite. Disney heroines are, and I think we've all talked about how far that has come, you know, that women can have these roles and it's, uh, I want to say acceptable. That's not the word I'm trying to find, but you know what I mean, as opposed right. to 50 years ago or six years ago. Um, and the thing that, bo- it, it just bothered me on a personal level with Captain Marvel and with, with Star Wars, that there were still people that just can't on face value accept that there's a superhero movie and the lead is a woman, you know, and even wonder woman, I think got not, not as bad, but I think it got its share of backlash too, for that reason. Not as much though, because people, more people knew wonder woman, I guess, but um, that's all just, I'm up on my little Timmy Foster soapbox saying, I, I hear it. I don't like it. I'm not about that. And I, you know, don't want it to be like that, but, I think it has nothing to do with it being a female superhero, right? Look, you want to sit down and have a conversation about the Incredible Hulk and Thor The Dark World. I'm more than happy to let you know some of the issues (laughs) that I have with those films. Not everyone is going to be the best. And Captain Marvel, unfortunately, I think just fell flat for some people. there, There is a separation between there's a definite movie part of the discussion. But you have to admit there 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 is a part of the discussion that was strictly about it's Brie Larson, it's one character and all that. Um, and I know that's not what you were saying, and I'm not saying that right, is what right. you were saying. I'm just saying that's that component was out there when the movie was out, and there was a lot of that floating around. And you know the whole thing about how people were going in and going on Rotten Tomatoes and trolling and preemptively getting it knocked out of the running and all <laughs> right. that. A whole story, you know. There's a whole story to that um and i guess the only the bottom line to me is it kind of still speaks to we've come a really long way as a society in that regard but we still have a little way to go but um i'm for one i'm i'm 
I just I love Goose the cat. Maybe we'll <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was like, is you Goose a girl? Is Goose a boy? He she would have been um, a boy if she's a girl. Ooh. No, I think I think I think he is referred to as a he. What was Goose but, but the Cat? What also was Goose a, the Cat's name in the comic books that they changed for the not, film? Isn't it Disney. the Flurkin? A Flurkin? You know what? That's going to be this week's trivia question. Oh my gosh! No, isn't but see, that's flirkin? not a Disney trivia question. That's not fair. It, of course it is. And you, no, look. it is. No, it is. Wait, but is what it was a it? Oh, you're not going to tell. I'm not going to tell you because look, Google it. It's very simple, and it's uh, actually oh, very interesting. It. It's, you just it's told them to Google your questions. They can. They could Google because it's. I want them to learn and be like, "Wow, that's Did really cool. Like I didn't know that." For that, like a prize or something. You can yeah. learn by disseminating knowledge from your <laughs> position as a whatever. Now you're making Maybe, us you know do what? homework. You know what? Never what mind. I'll tell you at the very end of the show. <laughs> now I'm going to have to make sense to make you listen. All right, we have to move on because this All is right. turned into a cat. Okay. I know. I make. I'm getting so out. That was, I'm off my soapbox. Was that was that yours, Tim? I don't know, but I'm so. going to All right, well, I'm going to go next. I've talked anyway. long enough. I'm going to go next because, because when we talk about heroines and we talk about superheroes, I think there is one in the conversation that is so important because of what she represents. Because to me, every mom is a superhero. Whether you are a homemaker, you ch- care for your children, you're a teacher, you're a rock of the family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A wife and a mom, that is your superpower. And Helen Parr, Mrs. Incredible, I'm looking yes. at you, kid. Good. Okay. Yes. Good. Right? Uh, listen, we know her as Elastigirl. The fact that she is like, you know, Mr. Fantastic and can stretch to all sizes and shapes. That has nothing to do with what her superpower is. She is a devoted wife. She's a loving mother. She is willing over and over and over again to put her life on the line without even thought or hesitation for her children, like in Incredibles 1 and Incredibles 2. And... They team up together, and you see the power of family. And I think it's it's um, it, it's sort of you know the family coming together to to beat syndrome is just shows the importance of family coming together. Although in Incredibles too, she really does shine, and you know takes yeah. down a uh, um, uh, a again. If you haven't seen Incredibles two, I won't spoil it for you. But she is a uh, she is a mom to be reckoned with, and um, her. Being a, a a top ten heroine has nothing to do with her superpowers, her super suit, or her ability to fight crime. It's what she does at and for her home, her husband, and her kids. That was well good. done. Yes, Thank you. that was good. I didn't. I didn't even honestly think about about Mrs. Incredible or you know. What is it, Helen? I don't even know her. Helen Parr. Helen Parr. When I looked over, I thought it said Helen Parker, as in like Peter Parker's mom was. I was like, "Am I missing something?" Like, like oh, just, another oh Spider-Man God. reference. Really? And I was like, "Didn't she like die?" Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, I think moms can really relate. You know, I think you know, mom, as in my mom, definitely relates in um, to Helen Parr because you know, you as you saw in in Incredibles two more than the first one, she. There was one scene that kind of stuck out when she's like on her little like 
motorbike thing trying to like get the bad guy and dash calls and he's like what are we having for dinner and she's like i'm at work which i found was like so relatable because i do that and mom's at work and whatever but yeah oh no i definitely agree good job and your mom don't ever tell her i said but your mom is a superhero like she works in the hospital like she literally works to save lives and help other people and then she's able to take off that superhero uniform and then run a and marathon. Then, and then come home and put on her super mom uniform, which usually is like sweats and... and sweats. <laughs> sweats no, and... It's running clothes. She, go, she goes, she goes and running. Runs, and then she makes dinner. And then and she puts then... on her like fluffy slippers. But she is. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like a superhero in, in multiple different facets. Now, hold on. You, you absolutely should tell her that. Come on. Shh. Don't come on. No, come on. No, you should. So... Uh, <laughs> I tell her in my own I very special I think there's a card coming. <laughs> so, um, all right. So I don't know how many more you guys have on. I don't know. I think you skipped over Marion. No, that was just mine. So now it's Marion's turn. Okay. Well, these are more honorable. I mentions, have one. I have one. I just so why don't we all do our last one and then can hit some honorable okay, mentions? Well, I um, looked over and read your list and we share one. So I'll make it really easy. Um, first, I'll show you the one that I don't, that we don't share. No, just do. do the one that we share? Do your last one. Don't look Not at my list. Okay, I'll do my last one and there. then I'll do an honorable mention. No, you do honorable mentions after everybody else is done. Then we'll do on. Listen. Okay. Trust me. Just do one. Moana. Because she saves her island. She makes some difficult choices. You know, she meets Maui and they both go on this long journey and she learns how to sail. And yeah, I just basically gave a summary of the movie. But um, <laughs> yes, Moana Wait, is there because she... Yet, so. She sacrifices everything to save her island and her people. Um, and b- before a princess, she's definitely, you know, a warrior, I guess you could say. A hero. Tim, go ahead. Is she on your list? No. I, oh, I told you. I, I haven't good. seen the movie. Wait, what? Wait, what? You haven't seen Moana? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I saw Moana. Oh, I think you All right. So okay. I'll just very quickly then chime in. So Moana is on my list. Um First of all, you know I'm an emotional I'm going through some sort of manopause type thing. When I hear how far I'll go, oh, it dear. literally gets me choked up. And again, as an entrepreneur, like I can apply that to um life and, and, and business, but there's so much she was on my list. Uh, again, she's willing to sacrifice everything to save her home, to save her family, to save everyone else. She never gives up to save all of her people. She's brave. She uh, learns and adapts so quickly. Even if, and more importantly, even if there's nobody there to support her, right? Moana is the heroine that has no love interest. There is none, right? That's not the relationship that she has with Maui. Almost everybody else we're talking about, there is some sort of, you know, other figure in there that's that is some sort of of a romantic, and I and I love that about her. Like I love the sort of passionate dreamer that Moana is. So she's literally not a princess, right? She's a she's a daughter of the chief, which which is different. So we can't necessarily call her a princess. But there's nothing about falling in love. There's not, like this is about you know. And I think that's one of the things that differentiates her from 
other classic Disney heroines and Disney princesses is she's got wonderful real world abilities. There's an action plot to the story and it has nothing to do with sort of the quote unquote stereotypical, um, you know, princess falling in love. Tim, if I, that's I mean, I do have to say, you do make a fair point, but uh, Disney's doing a pretty good job. A lot of the more recent movies, they haven't had a love interest, you know, like Elsa, and honestly, a few that we've talked about, um, they don't have them, which I do think is very important. But yeah, anyways. Look, I, I th- very quickly, I thought about putting Anna on my list for a second, and then I'm like, wait a minute, she married a dude, like, <laughs> after like 15 minutes, she's off the list yeah. right off the bat. Wow! If anything, it's Elsa. Huh? If anything, if you're if it's one of the Arendelle. Well, gals. but but no, wait a second, because Anna, you know, she puts everything on hold to, um, to save her sister and the villain. She might not make the best decisions all the time. But that's only she, in Frozen One. She comes back around, right? She definitely comes back. She learns from her mistakes, which is why I had her on there. But you know, fair. Maybe you know, maybe date for a while. I'm just saying. Anna is a heroine. Elsa is equally as much of a heroine, though. The second movie, she had her moment. She's a spirit. Tim probably hasn't seen that one either. Tim, they made Frozen Two. Were you talking about Little Mermaid? What were we talking about? <laughs> Tim, who's the last one on on your current list, and then we'll hit some honorable mentions. No, I I like listening to this because Lou, you are clearly losing this argument. You <laughs> no, thank you. What? You no, why no losing? I'm not. Standing. What argument am I losing? All of them. Uh, 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 dis- discussion, <laughs> debate, difference of opinion. I'm. I mean, we're sort You're of wrong. having. I'm arguing. For, so, guys, so who's the last one on your list? <laughs> all right, you know. All right, so this. <laughs> This might be a go with me one, but the, honestly, when you brought this up, this was the very first character that popped into my mind. Eve from Wally. Oh, I love good. Wally so much. See the yes. Wally toys? Yeah, I, the collectibles. Oh, see, they're toys. He, mean, just they're said toys. he just said toys. It's on the record. It's on the record. <laughs> collectibles. That, yes. Yes. We heard that. Not an action figure. Yes. They're but, toys. But, um, I mean, we all know the movie. We all know I've I've said many, many a time that I believe Wally is the greatest love story ever, animated, live, play, stage, ever, greatest love story ever. As I think about it, though, it is it is kind of interesting because um, uh, Eve is a robot, so I I guess you could go into this. I mean, it ended up this way. We kind of assume all of this. Um, much like a debate I heard about C-3PO and R2-D2. Is, is even Wally, are they inherently programmed male and female? I, you know, that kind of ends up that way. So there's a bit of arbitrariness, which is kind of interesting because we're calling Eve the heroine because she kind of was the female of the movie, but they, but they were robots. I mean, they're you know they weren't either. So that's kind of interesting. I just thought of that as I was thinking about Eve, and I said, you know, there's some kind of ambiguity, ambig, ambig, you know, ambiguity, ambiguity to to that. So from that point of view, um, 
Eh, forget it. Eve is a she and Molly's a guy. It's great. But um, but just watching the movie again and to remind myself, I watched a little kind of a highlights of it. And and, uh, you know, she goes from well, she goes from nothing is really cool. We talked about character arcs before and them having a many characters having a tragic past or or whatever it was and then becoming who they were today. Um, Eve was nothing. Eve was a program. Eve was a, a you know directive in a in a cool apple pod mouse kind of suit. And um, you know Wally for whatever reasons got his had emotions and longed for love and so forth and all that. And that seeing her arc really coming from nothing to through Wally learning. Uh, just what love was and what emotions were. I mean, she went through like from zero to nothing as far as knowing what this was all about. So there's that part of her. And then of course there's the component of what, you know, she, all she did to save uh, the crew, the axiom earth and, and Wally himself and, and all of that, all the heroic deeds that she did in the movie, which rightly made her a, a heroine uh, by definition. But as we talked more about character arcs through these characters, I was thinking all along about Eve's character arc and how very unusual it was compared to everybody else's. Um, like um, zero to hero, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, and again, and I'll just say I watch, just watched the movie again, and I'm, I'm still crying every time. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it's you know again, it's kind of a go with me here, and but. Uh, she 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 was the first one literally kept popped in my mind when he asked me that question. So. Not a go with me. 12 years later, Wally still holds up. If you haven't watched yep. it in a long time, you need to watch it again. What does Eve stand for? Extravehicular oh, environmental vascular extraterrestrial, experimental. Stop it. Extraterrestrial vegetation evaluator. Okay. What does and Wally stand for? You said that. The, the, the what sh- I do? The, no, no, no. You said something r- super smart and insightful oh. because the <laughs> the character of Eve looks a lot like like an Apple device. It oh, was just yeah. it was Jonathan Ive, the designer of the iMac and the iPod and the iPhone, helped create the design for Eve. Yeah, I, I said that purposely. Yes, because yeah. I, I so there you go. So, so I look. Well, I, I love the film. The Apple Chime for Wally when he brings up the power. The yeah. bomb. You, know. yeah. you um. You, it's like the first 10 minutes of up you can tell a yeah. beautiful story with zero no words. words which is why yeah. I, I think it's such a it's masterful storytelling because you don't need dialogue we had faces I, 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 will, I just want to add my my two moments that get me every time and this is this isn't really about her being a hero or anything this is about the love story part of it. but when she's uh on the ship and looking back through recordings and sees, and she never knew how when she was uh, when she went into hibernation after she got the plant on Earth. How in all that time, Wally was right by her side, protecting her from the rain, protecting her from, and she had no idea. And and when you see her, and you can see the look, the look in her robot eyes, which are just a few lines, but the emotion they were able to convey, like the realization she had. I can't finish my sentence, so I'm just gonna move on. Still wonderful, isn't it? And yeah, no dialogue. Yeah. We didn't need right, dialogue. Right. We had That's faces. That's the thing. Like that, her it, emotion 
everything all, no words just the and the limited she has no she has eyes that's all she has right it's but it's norma desmond that, from sunset boulevard like that's exactly, exactly. why this is I so good i, I See, don't know what you're i talking. didn't like wally like at all the first few times oh I saw my it, like, was not i know but you I'm were also five i also was very young Okay. So I saw it last week, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Very good. Mm-hmm. I agree with every point that you said. But, yeah, I just found it interesting. I think it's definitely an age thing. This is kind of unrelated to the heroin thing, which I do agree with. But, um, yeah, definitely an age thing. Because I did not like it. There was no talking. I need the talking when I'm a five-year-old, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know what's going on because I don't have the attention span to watch. So, but now I, I, th- I think that was a thing at the time with that movie. Like there was a yeah. little, yeah, yeah, like yeah. little kids are fidgeting around, like you know, so let's get going yeah. here, you know. Right. But uh, and it's not watching not... a garbage compressor with no words. <laughs> right. And, and Wally is not. A I figure... can clean my room at home. I don't need to watch yeah. a robot. Right. Wally is not a figure that lends himself to a soft plush that you can hug, like. All my collectibles are they're toys. Hard, they're collectibles. They're toys. And I you have, have a Wally shelf. You mean, you mean the yeah, dolls on your shelf? Is that yeah. what you mean? He has a whole shelf dedicated to Wally toys. If they're not toys. Yeah. That that big one is a remote control Wally. Yeah, it makes I all know. the sounds. I, whatever. It's a remote control toy. It's it, a collectible. you are a toy. They made a whole movie series about this. <laughs> so my la- and I am so thankful that neither of you. Oh. Went in this direction for your last one. Marion, don't try and read my notes. I've already read most of them. Well, then don't read. It's very rude. Marion, what was it? Spill the beans. I don't know, read. I don't know this one. But I listen, and listen, and just please, and I'm going to ask that you indulge me for a second oh, for dear. this one. Because maybe to a certain degree, it's a Tim Foster go with me. The title of this show oh, okay. is... Top 10 Disney heroines. And when I think about that, I think about a lot of the characteristics and story elements that a lot of these women have. And some are strong, independent women that are on their own journey. There are others like Eve, for example, who is there for no, it's not her personal thing. It's to help Wally, right? Moana is is not doing it for any sort of self-gain. She's doing it to help others or her entire village. We can talk a lot about, you know, some, Aunt May, right? Same thing. She's doing it to help others. Um, I think there is no better example and representation of that than a woman who encouraged and supported and assisted behind the scenes. It was never, ever about her or the spotlight. And I think the most important Disney heroine, or we wouldn't even be here, is Lillian Disney. Okay, you're cheating. I have no, not cheated. No, no, she is not no. a Disney character. Her no, name no. is literally Disney. But, okay. She no. is, what do you mean, no? No, I'm saying no because stop standing ovation from me Thank on you that one. I definitely Absolutely. think it's a good point. And, and she was actually on my list, and I was going to bring that up. And 
Way to go, man. I, Thank you. Yeah, she absolutely, was absolutely. the woman behind. We would not be here but for Lillian Disney, and it has nothing to do with telling Walt that Mortimer was a stupid name. It has nothing to do with that. That had other a lot than, to do with it. But. but it did, but it's demonstrative of their relationship, right? Yeah. The fact that she was able to help guide him and be tough and loving all at the same time. She did so much behind the scenes to help support not just Walt, but the company and the growth. And yes, maybe you can use the, the naming of Mickey as that seminal moment, but I think there's probably so many stories that we don't hear, right? And so remember, she started, the way she met Walt was working at the studio as a secretary, and then eventually she was an, an animated cell anchor um, and Diane said Diane their daughter said that Walt fell in love with her like almost immediately and that she was an this was her words an independent little lady and oftentimes when Walt traveled and we are we reap the benefits of Walt's travel and what he the ideas that and the inspiration he brought back she often went with him um, on so many of the business trips. Look at so many of the pictures that you can find throughout the parks, the resorts. Go to the Riviera. Go to Disney Cruise Line. You'll see photos of them together. Um, like Three Caballeros, Saludos Amigos. She was on that Goodwill tour of South America. But while Walt was working, we know the importance of Walt's involvement as a father, right? Bringing his daughters to school. But Lillian was home raising those daughters. And when Walt came home, again, the the children tell stories about how she was very much that sounding board for ideas and problems and challenges. And she was able, and I used to say half jokingly, that she was able to do something that nobody else could really do, which was say no, right? She could balance Walt's indulgent, daring, risk-taking with some conservative sort of grounding, right? I think much the way that Walt did, but also allowed him to indulge. Look, I think like so many amazing wives and daughters and moms and aunts and sisters do, right? Look, you know, if I told your mother, Marion, look, I'm going to go out back and I'm going to dig a tunnel under your flower garden because I'm going to put a railroad back there that we're all going to ride, we might need to have a couple of conversations about that, right? But that's what she did. And, you know, even, again, Roy and the kids would talk about how she was tough, but she was warm. And she always spoke the truth while being loving at the same time. And what part of the reason why she was on this list was that she never wanted to be out front, just the opposite. She was very publicity shy. Um, she really didn't step out into the public arena until after Walt's death in 1966. And it really was sort of to show the support of the ongoing fulfillment of what Walt's dreams would be. And, you know, when she when she uh, went to the dedication of Walt Disney World in, in 71 with Roy O. Disney, you know, she said to Roy that, you know, I think, you know, Walt would have approved. And she came back 11 years later for the dedication of Epcot Center. But she also continued to fill 
Walt's mission and vision, right? So she supported Walt's love of the arts and education. So the opening of Cal Arts um, in Valencia was helped by the funding that she gave um, to that school in 87. She gave a gift of $50 million to the new symphony hall designed by Frank Gehry in Los Angeles. So she wanted to like Walt give gifts to the community in the ways that she was able to do. Right. And the Walt Disney concert hall was sort of what she was able to do in order to continue to fulfill that. So, I mean, I could go on and on and maybe one day I should do an entire show about Lillian Disney because I think she is the ultimate Disney heroine. Good job. Could not agree more. And I will, I will say I, I did. She popped into my, I didn't know if we were going to go down this path of (laughs) real people in Disney history. (laughs) Yeah, they did they get to be on this list? What's Listen, that? I did not give any. She's not a character. You said character. No, oh, I said no. top ten Disney. You told heroines. me characters. Well, you said what does that this mean? This is what. Hold on. This is oh, what he does. He makes the rules right, but then he changes the rules at the last mm-hmm. minute. Well, let, me teach, let, me, let me teach. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me teach you both. Or he imposes rules upon you that he didn't tell you before. Like yeah, if mm-hmm. I had said this, if you know I, what, if yeah, I, if you, you are both. Said that you, listen to me for a second. Because... You are both very smart, very intelligent, very creative people. You but we use, are guests on your show, and you will do what I say. No, you guys both use the creative as well as the um, other, you know, didactic parts of your brain. You know more than anybody that it's okay. And in fact, the only way things get done is by thinking outside the box sometimes. Yeah, until we don't do, flutter like, your eyes and roll them back in. Until head. until I'm told we're gonna do like top trend top ten attractions that I don't know make us cry. And then you start out by saying, Oh, we're not going to talk about you yeah, know, and then immediately rips 10 <laughs> off my list because you didn't tell me this is what you do. But I will. I just want to add my I don't have many honorable mentions. You already said Dory. She was on my list. Um, you can talk about her later if you want. Leroy uh, Miller, Mulan. Actually, I would say, how is Mulan? Yeah, yeah Mulan. Mulan was on my honorable. Yeah, that, Mulan like- was my princess of choice, but we just got so involved with everything else. I didn't I didn't get to it, but. Since we went down that path, I did. I do want to mention, as far as real life uh, people in Disney history that we would call heroines, I, I just want to make personal mention of my personal real life Disney heroine that means a lot to me, and she is my artistic hero. That would be Mary Blair, and she means she has been so important to me growing up, like through my learning art and appreciating art, and just seeing what she did, not just her style and everything, which is phenomenal and stuff, but, but how she went about it. I remember back, this is back what the fifties, the sixties when she was doing stuff like this. Um, uh, the, the, the path she paved for so many people and just who she was. And she inspires me so much. She inspired me when I was in art school. She inspires me today. So Mary Blair is my personal 
real life Disney hero. I I am with you 100 um, percent. I think there's lots. And of, we can do a whole show on her or maybe you did. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think there's you know, I've done shows in the past on Legends of Disney and Imagineering. And I thought about doing that for um, for the Women's History Month. But I said, oh, let's let's yeah. sort of take it this way and do characters. But I think there there's a ton that without a doubt. Um, yeah, and there's a lot to, more. But yeah. that's that, again, that could be part two or, you know, but uh Mary, any other honorable mentions on your list? So I could go on and on because I know, I mean, I can't imagine you guys probably get a lot of like backlash, I guess you'd call it, if you disinclude people who, you know, because everybody has their own opinion. So there are countless <laughs> How could you leave people. <laughs> there are, you know, there are countless heroines that I could say, but one that was on my list was Rapunzel because ultimately, at you know, in the end, she made the ultimate sacrifice and, you know, she put everything on the line for who she loved. And and she was locked in a tower for her whole life, which takes a lot of patience, which I don't have. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the only other one I had um, just as an honorable mention was Belle. Um, I think she I had. Indi- yeah. Yeah. I also had Merida on my list. as a. I think she was on a lot of people's great, lists. I think yeah, she was very as much a great you know, brave. standalone. Yeah, Brave was not my favorite movie, which is maybe why the character didn't. But, um, you know, Belle, again, she stood up for her own and Belle, ideals. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, she, these she were characters. Gaston. Yeah. And these are characters, too, like you mentioned before, with um, that there wasn't a love interest back there being the motivation for a lot of what right. she did, which, right. which is a. Right. She rejected. Right. She rejected the first love interest. Right. Because that's not what it was about at all. You know, yeah. Gaston was the most "quote unquote" desirable man in town, and she wanted nothing to do with him. So, you know, kudos to you, Belle. You go, girl. And I, I will say one thing too, because I, I know that pretty much every Disney princess we could probably put on this list for sure. But um, I always found it funny, you know. Like I said, society-wise, we've come a long way. Still have work to do and all that. But I remember when you know Little Mermaid was coming out, and uh, Beauty and the Beast, and so forth. There would be talk about, you know, it's great that they have a princess in this case who is, uh, uh, what's, what am I looking for? Um, strong and self-reliant and, and everything else and stay on their feet and not, you know, I'm just sitting here waiting for Prince Charming and stuff. And I just find it funny or interesting is a better way to say it with, uh, with pretty much every movie that comes out, not so much anymore because I think it's becoming more and more you know okay and that's uh the norm is the better way to say that but there was they would say that you know when rapunzel would come out when tang or when a uh, uh, princess and frog would come out when you know all these movies would come out and they'd say you know it's about time they did a princess that could stand on herself and be reliable and stand on her two feet when they they had been doing that for quite a while if less people forget that this isn't a new phenomenon that just just popped up in the last few years. Like Disney's been pretty um, progressive in that for a long time. Now, going way back, you had your your typical damsels in distress and all that kind of stuff. But they've been at the forefront of this for quite a long time, which I think we should give them a little shout out for. So yeah, I, I think it's just as a quick aside, sort of just to state the obvious, it's interesting that none of the princesses or characters from some of the early Disney animated films made it onto the list. 
not that they are not strong and, and heroines, but just, again, you talked about sort of progression in terms of the storytelling and the roles and the the motivation of the characters. Look, I think that's what all of these characters and ones that we probably left off the list that you're screaming like Mangellos. How did you what's possibly do what's wrong with you, well, Marion? I, don't know, I right. don't know if you have like I don't listen to these a lot. But if you have like a speed round of like just names that like you say it. This the was end. the speed round. Well okay we just you don't know do it. I think we got hit him. Do it. Do it. Okay, I have like eight. Tinkerbell, Jesse from Toy Story, Pocahontas, yep. Gwen Stacy, aka Spider Girl from Okay, I don't know the sounds, yep. but like Spider-verse. the new Yeah. Um uh Miss Piggy and Ariel. Miss Piggy, look Miss at you. Piggy. Give me a high five for Miss like Piggy. <laughs> she is her own star. I dig the fact that you so you you went through those very quickly, but there was a couple that were very much. Um, I think Miss Piggy again. Bravo for thinking out of the box <laughs> with Miss Piggy. I, I love that. Um, what'd you say, Ariel? Ariel Pocahontas. Pocahontas, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, um, Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell Jesse, and Gwen and Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Yeah. All I get is yeah. No, you're. No, you're. You get you get a standing round of applause from me. Thank you. Which sounds terrible when I do it, so I'm actually. Yeah, no, I I like those a lot. I think that deserves a King Candy shout out. I think. No, please, not that. I'll save that. No, just because of how good those were, you don't have. I think yes, I think it deserves a quarantine. Oh, I shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Words of King Candy for the rest of the show. Look, I think that all of these characters possess so many of the same characteristics, right? They, they see the world from a different perspective. Um, they remind us that sometimes we need to take risks and leaps of faith in order to live the life that, that you dream of and that you want to create. And, and believing yourself and passion and patience and perseverance are so important, even when everybody else around you is telling you, that you can't do it and you're going to fail and everything else. All of these characters um, uh, stood up in the face of that and um, demonstrated all of the qualities that make themselves not princesses, uh, but, but true heroines and inspiration, I think for girls and women and guys alike, Um, you know, that's, that's the beauty of this. Um, so I appreciate the insights that both of you brought to the conversation. Little Timmy Foster, I know that if people like you, and really, how could they not? Um, well, if you want more Tim, and who doesn't, they can find you and all of your goodness that you do at celebrationspress.com. That they can, Lou. You s- I was setting you up for a short plug, but if but <laughs> usually oh, this is where you go into four. But you can subscribe, order back issues. There's cupcakes and pins we, and podcasts, we, and I don't even know what do you got big, going on over we there. We do have sort of big news, though. Well, then this was the opportunity to say it. Well, there we go. So, Celebrations <laughs> Magazine. We're, we're we finally realized it's 2020 or whatever year. So, um, we've always had a digital issue, but we're going fully digital and expanding it. So there's going to be lots more magic in each issue. They're going to be bigger. They're going to be better. We're going to have videos in them now. So we're doing magical moments of your favorite attractions and all that. And you'll, you can find out more details of that over at celebrations.com. 
as Lou said. It's uh, celebrationspress.com, but that's celebrations. Fine. What did I say? <laughs> you said I don't even know my own website. <laughs> celebrationspress.com. I think if you – yeah, don't go to that other site. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, again, you'll find links to all our other good stuff. We have our – you know, I'm on the greatest podcast in the world right now, but we are trying our own little podcast, so you can check. We'd love for you to listen, give that a listen to you, so – and uh, and Marion, because you are my guest as well, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes. <laughs> um, my Redbubble store, which is where I sell my art in many forms, um, is M-M-A-R-I-O-O-N underscore underscore. I don't actually know if there's any underscores. There might not be any underscores. <laughs> okay, no let idea. me help That's the two of you That's actually my out. Instagram, though. You can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> is this an Instagram thing? Is this you an guys internet? really need to get better at knowing where to plug no, okay, your wait. stuff. I, think the I will bubble? link to all these in the show notes, but it's redbubble.com slash... I think it's M-M-A-R-R-I-O-N. Okay. No underscores. Uh, I'll link to it. I, yeah. M-M-A-R-R-R-O-O-O. No, no, not that. This is the worst, most confusing plug. Go to the show notes at www.radio.com. This is the thing. Lou, you know what we need to plug. Just... Have yeah, I think I'll just take care of the plugs from now. Celebrationspress.com, and I will link to Marion's Redbubble in the and show notes Instagram. and Instagram and all that kind of fun stuff. Listen, I love and can appreciate I, I, both of you. One more thing. Aye. One more thing. Go no, ahead. Lou, I want to. No, I want to send you a link for this because I don't know when this is airing. Full confess. It's Wednesday night right now, ladies and gentlemen. I just burst your bubble. Um, <laughs> On this, on our celebrations for our audience, um, in light of everything that's going on, um, we've given away, and I would like to extend this to your audience, and I can give you a link to this. Um, we have a digital version of one of our recent books, Remembering Illuminations, which has been sold out, but we have the digital version of it, and what we're doing is just we're giving that to everybody for free to download, enjoy it, um, have a little bit of Disney magic to help take all our minds off of this so uh, Lou I'm going to send you a link for that so you can have that and all of your audience can get it um, no strings no nothing we just this is our gift to you we just want you to enjoy it and have a little bit of Disney magic so. now he figures out how to plug <laughs> What's well that? listen I love and appreciate you both you are heroes to me in your own uh, special weirdly magical kind of ways so thank you. thank you do I have to call you my hero Marion you're my hero did you ever thank know you. that you're, you're my, my hero, hero. What? you're everything I wish I could be if this is a movie if saying it if saying I, it if I could fly higher than an eagle oh no I'm now I'm uh, <laughs> is that the right song yeah you're the yeah, one beneath yeah. my wings you're also my sunshine Oh, Oh, I thought you were talking to me. (laughs) Oh, great. It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or just see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see, hear, or taste in the parks. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney Prize package. Of course, before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week we were talking about how this is a very 
strange and difficult and sad and unsettling time right now throughout the world because of what's happening with COVID-19. And there's something else that's common, not to just us as a species, all of us here on the planet, but, you know, as Disney fans, it's really the first time ever in Disney history that all of the Disney parks around the world have been closed. And it got me to thinking about sort of other commonalities between the parks. And your question last week was to tell me, what is the only attraction that you can find at every single Disney theme park around the world? Maybe slightly different, but they all share the same name. I want to first thank all of you who entered, got this one correct, and know that the answer is Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Now, remember, it opened in Disneyland in 1955 and also appears in Shanghai, Hong Kong, Disneyland Paris, Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, as well as Tokyo Disneyland. And it's the only attraction that exists at all six theme parks around the world. Now, a few of you said the castle as an attraction, it's technically not always an attraction, but in the interest of fun and fairness, I took that as well. Anyway, I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one, and once again, you were playing for all of my digital products, which are my 102 Ways to Save Money for that Walt Disney World book, all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the parks, which, by the way, are a great way to sort of imagine you and I walking through the parks together with the ambient three-dimensional sounds of each land behind us as I take you through and talk to you about the history, secrets, stories, and details, land by land in Magic Kingdom. I'm also going to send the winner a WW Radio vinyl sticker, a Magic Band cover, and a mystery prize. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Tina Klein. So, Tina, use the online form. I have your shipping information, and we'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World-ish Trivia Challenge. So in this week's top 10, we talked about Captain Marvel and how Goose is the name of the cat, a.k.a. the Flurkin, but his original name in the comics upon which the movie was based was not Goose. So tell me, or Google it, what was Goose's real original name? And part of the reason why I did this was because it has a fun Disney connection to it as well. So for this week, you have until Sunday, April 5th at 11.59 p.m. to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there. Again, you're going to play for all the digital products, a vinyl sticker, a Magic Band cover, and I'm also going to send you a mystery prize, again, because I have been purging and cleaning the garage and the prize closet and my personal collection to put up and share with you on eBay, but I'm going to pull a few of those out and add those to this week's prize package. So good luck and have fun. And stay tuned to the end as I'll tell you how you can find out about when and where to find my collection on eBay starting this week. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into the show. I really hope that it brought you a little bit of Disney magic and happiness and hope and comfort, especially during the difficult time we are going through right now. More importantly, I'd love for you to not just be part of the community, but participate in the community and conversation over at www.radio.com slash community. It's fun, it's family-friendly, it's completely welcoming and drama-free, and I'd love for you to be part of our WW Radio family. 
Speaking of which, I'd love to welcome and thank some of the new members who've joined the WW Radio Nation family. I appreciate so many of you coming to be part of the Nation family this week, including Josh Anderson, Chris Blagg, David Medeiros, Eric Kuntz, Scott Clark, Michael Lukman, Nikki Keller, Marie Nicholson, Melanie Jones, Maria K, Erica R. I appreciate you guys so very much. And if you want to find out how you can not only help the show, but get exclusive rewards every month, including monthly scavenger hunts. We have a private Facebook group, custom Magic Band covers, logo gear, T-shirts, backpacks, also care packages from Walt Disney World, and exclusive live video group calls and lots more. You can visit www.radio.com support. Also, please don't forget that while this is completely optional, of course, it's a great way for you to help show your support for WW Radio, be part of the family, and a portion of your optional contribution does go to our Dream Team project to directly benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. So I've been a collector my whole life, although as a kid I didn't really realize that I was collecting, but from my love of Disney and Star Wars, and Star Trek. Yes, I'm a nerd, but nerdy is the new black, right? So I've been collecting all these things that have meant something to me over the years and amassed a collection that has far outgrown the amount of space on my shelves, in my office, and on my walls. And much as I have done twice now in the past, I have decided to dig deep into my collection, take things out of closets, out of boxes, and off the shelves, and want them to go to a good home, a place where they can be enjoyed, appreciated, and displayed. And with that, the latest, the greatest, and really the biggest purge I have ever done is about to take place, because I want to share my collection with you via weekly eBay auctions. So I'm going to list about 10 items per week. Auctions will begin and end Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, and they will all be no-reserve, $1 starting bid auctions. Again, this is stuff that I've collected since I was a kid. I have been a Star Wars, Disney, Star Trek fan, and I am sure that I am not alone. So I have Star Wars toys, I mean collectibles, from the time that I was a kid until the second and third trilogy, as well as a ton of Disney items from theme park ephemera to old maps, cast member materials, artwork, a lot of artwork, books, signed limited edition items, and lots, lots more. So once again, I'm going to list 10 new items and auctions every single week. And where you can find them is at www.radio.com slash eBay. That will take you to my eBay page. I'll also share links and photos in the Box People group at www.radio.com slash community every single week. And if you know somebody that might enjoy these, another collector or friend, please do me a favor, share it out, spread the word. And also don't forget, as with really everything that I do, I'm going to take a portion of the proceeds of any and all the auctions and make a donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. So again, it's www.radio.com slash eBay. Good luck, have fun, and happy bidding. So just a couple of other quick reminders. Don't forget that if you have a question you want me to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. If you want to be heard on the air, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-9391. With a question, a comment, how you're dealing without Disney during this difficult time, and I'll put your uh, voicemail on the air. Obviously, we continue to do monthly meetups in the Disney parks that has changed um, because of what has gone on. We're doing our first virtual meet of the month 
on Sunday, March 29th. If we were gonna, if Disney's gonna be closed again in April, I'm gonna schedule another virtual meet of the month where we can get together online, chat with just our faces and our voices and our webcam. But it, more importantly, it's a way for us just to be able to get together and talk about the things that we love and miss about Disney. Maybe we'll do a trivia contest, have some more. Again, to find out more, visit www.com slash event. And looking to the future, don't forget that we do have our Marvel Day at Sea, and I think this is going to be more important to do that cruise in January 2021. We're going to need it more than ever uh, to find out how to be part of our Marvel Day at Sea cruise from the Port of Miami. Visit www.radio.com slash events. I said at the beginning of the show, I say it every week, I really do want to try and help you any way that I can, whether you are stuck home and are looking for something new to do, if you have an idea, a business, a brand, a blog, a podcast, a website, and really want to help move the needle, take things to the next level, there's a lot of different ways that I can help you. One one is either a one-time or package of individual one-on-one video calls where we get together and talk about your idea, your business, your challenges. I'm also putting together another weekly group mastermind where six of us get together every Tuesday night on a video call to talk about our businesses and use that sort of collective hive mind to help move the needle. My fifth annual Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World is going to take place October 17th and 18th. It's built on inspiration, education, and community. It's unlike other conferences because you're going to execute on what you learn right in the room, meet and work with others right away to help you take your idea, your brand, your business to the next level, whether it's a blog, podcast, you're a content creator, or even a brick-and-mortar store or have a product, we can help you. The event is limited to only 50 people, so it really is a much more intimate type setting. We're about 50% sold out, but you can still save almost $200 on your ticket if you go to lumangelo.com slash momentum. And if you really want to spend a weekend with just 10 people in a luxury vacation home in Walt Disney World, I have one spot left for my Momentum Weekend Retreat. Again, in Walt Disney World. Again, you can find everything over at lumangelo.com. Thanks, as always, to Becky Mankin and her team from Mouse Fan Travel, especially now because they're really doing an amazing job trying to help people who either had and have to cancel vacation plans, those who are looking to the future, and even those people who maybe didn't book with Mouse Fan but just have questions or comments or concerns, you can find out more at mousefantravel.com. And as we start to hopefully sooner rather than later get out of this current situation and you're looking to travel, whether it's to a Disney destination or anywhere around the planet, you see now more than ever the importance of having a travel agent, especially one that not only knows what they're doing, but treats you like family and all all comes at no cost to you. So again, visit them at mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, whether you realize it or not, just by virtue of you being here, um, I consider you a friend. And all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Again, I think now more than ever, people are looking for a little bit of happiness and distraction and a little Disney distraction in their life. So please help spread the word. Tweet out that you're listening. Share a link to this or your favorite episode or just the show in general over on Facebook. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds. It's super helpful if you can rate and review the show over on iTunes. I want to thank some recent reviewers. 
like Kim Hazard, who said, So happy I found Lou in his podcast this year. Brightens my day and fills the gap between visits to Disney with so much information that I never knew. Megan Zaka says, It's the best podcast there is. My sister and I have been listening since we were little kids. Wow. And it's and then Lou's drive to turn what he loves into what he does has inspired me to start a podcast of my own. Thank you for all you do. Uh, Megan, let me know what your podcast is. Shoot me an email so I can check it out. Matt's Berry says it's a fantastic podcast. Lou is a fantastic podcast, full of information and interesting guests. We love listening to new and back episodes. The podcast is super uplifting. Thanks, Lou. Caitlin Colby C says Disney fun, food, and family. Lou has so much energy that you can't help but smile when you listen to the podcast. He has a wealth of knowledge about Disney, Cruise Line, and of course, the food. Absolutely love listening to this podcast every week. And I'm always learning something new, even though I've gone to Disney for years. Thank you, Lou. And Katie Flynn, 72, says it's an awesome, good time. I always love listening to Lou and his guests. They all get it, and they help keep my Disney dreams alive. Great way to get your Disney fix when you're not at the parks. Uh, Everyone, thank you so very much for taking the time to rate and review the show. Again, just search for WDW Radio in iTunes, or if you go to wdwradio.com slash iTunes, it'll show you exactly how to do it. Finally, most importantly, thank you, thank you, thank you. I I love you. I am with you like we are all in this together. Now more than ever, we need to choose the good. We need to find the good. Um, I see people talking about being stuck at home. Now we're safe at home, and we get to maybe spend more time with family or connect with people by picking up the phone or getting on a video call or a FaceTime call with friends or family that maybe we had lost touch with. Um, So try and find a way to choose the good, to extract the good from these difficult times and know that wherever you are, you are not alone. Again, we may never have met. You might not think of me as a friend, but I am and know that I am there with you. And if there is some way, any way, Um, that I can help you from here, please, please let me know. Um, I hope to see you and hear from you uh, in the Facebook group at www.radio.com slash community or reach out to me individually if need be. Stay safe, stay positive, choose the good. And I hope that this really is, um, and I know it's hard, but I do hope that um, wherever you are and wherever you're going through, that it is or will get to be your best week ever. I love and appreciate you. So until next time, see ya. Hi, everybody. It's Elizabeth from Massachusetts. Um, I just finished listening to your most recent episode, Lou. And firstly, thank you for doing that. I know that you had trepidation sort of about being there and filming and releasing that episode, but it really, now working at home and getting to listen to that has um, it really got me through like a day. So I appreciate it. Um, but that song at the end is why I'm calling. Oh, my God. Um, I was not expecting that. It just made me cry in the middle of working at home, but it was just what I needed. Um, sorry. Oh, my God. So I hope that everyone's doing well, staying safe, and um, healthy, and, um, you know, following whatever um, we're being told to do just so that we're um, keeping each other safe and healthy as well. It really takes a whole community here, and there's no stronger community than a Disney community. So I think we all know that, and I, again, I hope you're all keeping your days magical in any way that you can, and the box on Facebook has literally been saving my life, too. So um, happy Wednesday, everybody, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, Lou. It's Lisa Bennett from Columbia, Maryland. 
I'm just calling to say I had a trip planned for this week that was sadly canceled. It was going to be our first kidless trip. I just had a baby nine months ago, and I have a three-and-a-half-year-old, and, a half year old and um, we were going to go enjoy the Flower and Garden Festival. I had picked out all of the items I wanted to eat on the menu, um, and thank you. I got to virtually enjoy them through you because that onion and goat cheese tart and the tuna sataki had my name on it, but... I will eventually get there during that festival. Um, I think we're going to reschedule for November and be there on my birthday during food and wine, which will be really fun. Um, but we were going to stay at the Grand Casino Tower. I was very excited. I was actually even going to be able to make it to the meet of the month because it was the day we were going to be trying to get our Rise of Resistance boarding passes. But it's okay. We will eventually get on that ride. Um and as always, I just need to shout out to my friend Lauren Winokur Kaplan, who got me hooked to your show a bunch of years ago. Um, I love her. We share our love for Disney together, and we always get to chat. And she gets me. She gets Disney. And um, I hope to be in the parks soon. And have a great day. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flower Town, PA. I am going for a walk. It's 50 degrees, 54 degrees here today, but it's sunny, and we are one week into our quarantine here in Pennsylvania. Really kind of unsure of what's going to happen, but um, staying positive. I'm listening to your guys' most recent episode from the uh, Flower and Garden, and I'm so glad that you guys chose to do it because it really uplifts my spirits this week. Um, keeps me hopeful and grounded and doesn't let my mind wander into negativity. So thank you so much. Um, everybody hang in there. I know there's a lot of uncertainty of what's going to happen in our country in the next few weeks and months. But And I know, at least for me, financially, it's starting to worry me in the back of my mind, as with many of you especially the entrepreneurs that have their own businesses. Um, mine has grinded to a halt, but um, I'm going to just do one day at a time. Enjoy all of my Disney friends and the podcast. Enjoy the weather. Take time with family. Get all those spring projects done. Um, everybody, make somebody smile. It's more important now than ever. And everybody stick together and block out the negativity. Have a great week. I'll see you guys in the box, hopefully. Lou will be able to do it on Wednesday night.